Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Totally Football Show, European edition. Today, exit to the Ruhr. Dortmund say yes, please, thank you for Jordan Sancho. In France, it's Lille against the Martinique in the Infantino wet dream that is the Coupe de France, Ronde de Soissons 4. Spain, Greenwood's red, Barca's new signing, they can't sign, and Carlos staying put. And Italy, Napoli with no clean sheets and a seaman staying. No wonder the owner's holding his hands up. All that and cheese in this Totally Football Show. Here we go then, listener. Woo! 3rd of January. I'll have some of that. As we bring you a brand new, the first of the year, European edition of the Totally Football Show. Hello, Alvaro Romeo. Hello. Happy New Year. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to do it in character? <laughs> in Basque. Feliz Año. Urte Berrión. And the same Urte Berrión. Raphael Honigstein's with us. Hello, now. James. Uh, yeah. Horse noise. Indeed so. Horse voice. Oh, <laughs> what? my God. <laughs> Yeah. Big New Year's Eve. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Julien Laurent. Hello. Bonne année. Oui. Bonne année. And also James Horncastle. Hey, up. Hi, lad. How are you doing? Very nice. Thank you so much. So good to be here. We can look at the big games, answer the big questions. Questions like, Julien, what are we doing here? You yes. I mean, <laughs> well, existential. La Liga is starting just now. We are Copa d'Italia. Nobody cares about, you know, like oh, Milan, Cagliari. Some the big shocks in the Coppa Italia. Big shocks, yeah, big yeah. Shocks. Yeah. Shocks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. La Magica yeah. della Coppa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Magica della Coppa. And there's been two whole rounds of Serie A as well. Yeah. There has, so, yeah. So my moment of the been, week is... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, we'll come to that. <laughs> also... I've got nothing, <laughs> James, for a change. Usually from League <laughs> on, it's pretty bleak. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's been all of that. There's also been... Well, we've all been to restaurants over the new year, Christmas period. I'm sure we've been to some really nice places. Hey, like, I tried your Tatzel Spitzel. Tatzel oh, Tatzel Spitz, where? No, in Center. <laughs> where? Prague. In Plahuta. Plahuta. You were in Vienna. I went to Plahuta. And? Uh, there were no girls in tight t-shirts. What's that about? <laughs> I didn't mention any of that. Oh, and Hoot. Okay. Yeah. But okay, no, I go did ahead. go there and I enjoyed it <laughs> way more than I thought, given that it consists of boiled beef in broth. Yeah, but it's incredible. But isn't it? uh, yeah, I know I enjoyed it and I'm glad I went. Uh, but the meal that I most enjoyed in Vienna was maybe uh, what was it called? Oh, oh buffes, it's called. Uh, it's a little kind of Greek. Place. You went to Vienna for Greek cuisine. I also yeah. had sushi there, which was really good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're so close to the sea. They yeah. Really fresh but I also ticked the boxes of the, the Sakator and the Wiener Schnitzel nice. and the did you, Hagen Spitz. Did you go after Rafa mentioned that place? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Did you have a good That's time impressive. in Vienna? Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful city. Snowed. Did oh, you nice. waltz? Did you waltz, yeah? I mean, in a metaphorical sense, yes. <laughs> But that's enough of okay. that's enough of Gee. my. Uh, yeah. That is so bad <laughs> to start the year. Uh, uh, anybody else want to do restaurant chat? What's the best meal you had over Christmas, Jules? 
Oh, we had raclette. Amazing oh, raclette. raclette. I mean, it's a, it's a big dish in our house for right. big days. Literally. Literally. And yeah, we All had right. literally a love raclette cheese, charcuterie. Mm potato because obviously it's very old school but it's very good too. yeah shout out to my niece's husband who cooked goose for christmas dinner wow yeah. okay all right yeah any good no amazing <laughs> yeah. that's good it's good because yeah. sometimes you cook and uh anybody else want to do this bit oh sure <laughs> move on there's no football no 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 um i went to some uh pubs in nice. yorkshire right ah uh, yorkshire pudding no, not Yorkshire pudding. I went to a, a, a good pub in Yorkshire called uh, The Pipe and Glass. Nice. There you go. In North Dalton, South Dalton. Sounds like it should be Timothy sort of Dalton. Backstreet Crack Den. <laughs> I mean, trap house. If that's your commentary on Yorkshire destitution, James, um, <laughs> they're your, your words, not mine. <laughs> but yeah, going out tonight. What's All right. Again, yeah. Well, no, just the first time I'm back in London. I only oh, came yeah, back yesterday. So right, I'm where going are you to going, place called Mountain, What are you excited about? I think Raph oh, has Mountain, already yeah. been to. Been where? To Mountain. Yeah. Mountain is the sister restaurant of Brett. Of Brecht. Brett. <laughs> Brett. 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 This like some kind of Brett. verbal. It's actually a Basque place. It's a Basque place. It's a Basque place. Yeah. Called. It's called Brett. Where have been? Brett. Brett. Yes. No, think, <laughs> think spoiled brat. I that he was yeah. Oh, brat. Yeah, yeah brat. because apparently that is Cornish slang for... Basques. No. <laughs> Cornish slang for turbo. Turbo, the, the fish. The fish. Not and the... that is the speciality that they're cooking. <laughs> Twin turbo. <laughs> I think the tea, a bit like Turin Dot, I think you have the tea on turbot. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I believe so. I think so. Yeah. Alvaro. So. Anyway, so you're going to the sister restaurant of Brat, which is called Mountain. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The mountain named after the mountains of Cornwall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to hearing how that, that goes in yeah. next week's edition. Alvaro? Um, what was the question again? What was the best thing you ate over <laughs> since ah, we last spoke? You know, my parents came, Ooh. and my mother thinks that the English supermarkets don't have any food. So well, she, she brings everything from oh, Spain. point. Everything, point. everything. Even the, Contraband. Smuggling it across. You, even the sliced bread. small boats. Or even sliced bread. Oh, yeah, like this, far yeah. There, yeah, yeah, that's going too far. But they have uh, something called carrilleras, Ooh. which is a beef called... Uh, Cooked with uh, red wine, which is really tasty. Mm -hmm. Plenty of um, turrones as well. In Italy, they're called torrone. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And, you know, the usual Christmas treats, but it was all very good. Very that good. No restaurants. It was just my mom nice. preparing everything. The best kind of cooking. That's the yeah. best food, yeah. Mm. Well, Rafa, did you want to move on? There's uh, something you wanted to add? No, I had an amazing... Don't, don't let him... You know what he's going to say. What? I had he's an amazing meal. One. I had a few amazing meals. Well, yeah, you know, because <laughs> I was very lucky. He went somewhere exciting. He went to Thailand. Well, okay, so Vienna's not good enough. <laughs> no, Vienna is amazing. Thailand yeah. is amazing, Vienna. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, the food in Thailand, as you know, is, is pretty... Is it? Stunning. Never Thai food. What? What is You've that? never been to Thailand? I've never been to Thailand. <laughs> really, James? Yeah. Okay, I can recommend it. Anyway, okay. um... Lots of really good meals, but the best one was a place called Siam Country Club. Okay. I, uh, in Bangkok, I ate a Thai osobuko, wow. which was really something very right. special. Was the chef Italian? No. Oh. But they have a lot of really good Italian restaurants in oh, How about that? In Thailand. A lot of great Thai restaurants the, over here. The second best Great sushi in Vienna. Great sushi in Vienna. <laughs> second Mochi, best restaurant. by the way, if you're interested. Monchi. Monchi, yeah. Mo Mochi. Oh. Oh, Mochi. Mochi. I thought Mochi. you were in Vienna yeah, with Mochi. Mochi. 
So okay. briefly, I should probably will not make the edit, yeah. but yeah. second best restaurant yeah. was a place in Kusamui, which uh, an Australian with Neapolitan parents oh, opened. Yeah. And it was sort of Italian Thai seafood place, which was wow. Wow. Very simple, but okay. amazing. Maybe we'll be talking about some other kind of ties now with the Copratello, as you yes. mentioned, and the Coupe de France, Le, Le Ronde de 64. 64. Yeah, which is uh, my favorite one mm. for reasons we'll get into very, very shortly, Jules. <laughs> okay. Once we've got the moment of the week out of the way. Any any moments of the week? Anybody? Anybody? Well, I went to see at the cinema, yeah. I went to see Next Gold Wins with the kids. Oh, yeah, nice. Which is the story of American Samoa mm. when they got. The American coach uh, Thomas Schwangen, who is now a pundit, mm. but who used to be a really good coach, to like kind of Would make them a little bit better. It was really good. Really I mean, good. You know, it's yeah. Does the football look realistic in it? Kind of, but yeah. it's really close to the real story, to the true story. Okay. And the book is very good as well if you want to prefer reading the book, like James Horn Castle. All right. Yeah. I read the only four one books reading here. Four books. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Best one was that Werner Herzog one, which has gone viral anyway, but it's an amazing book. Werner Herzog. His Herzog memoir. It's incredible. How can a book go viral exactly? Because people talk about it on podcasts and there goes people and it sells out. The publisher does a run on the publisher. As you knew with your books when they were published. Isn't that right, listener? Put down that other tab where you're ordering it. And Alvaro, shall I just move on? I mean, the moment of the week. I mean, have you got one? La Liga started already. Yes, yes. So uh, I would say, by the way, uh, watch Hilary, uh, the documentary that uh, Jens Horncastle recommended. Uh, what, 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 what was the name of the documentary? Is I think it was, I think it's uh, Unica. Unica, um, yeah. Which is after the T-shirt that Totti prepared. For oh, have you been watching that? Yeah, I really recommend it. Okay. It's, it's real fun. So many great documentaries out there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. but the moment of a weekend has to be Mason Greenwood being sent off. Ah, okay. Tell us more for about that, reason. but not yet. Okay. Hmm. All right, Serie A wins with two rounds since we last spoke. We're going to begin in Italy next. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Gudmundsson. Verso Dragusin. Radu Dragusin. Uno a uno. La risposta del Genoa. Yeah, two rounds of action. James Horncastle got a new deal for Victor Ozimen. And a rare moment of self-reflection from Napoli president Aurelio De Laurentiis. <laughs> And the leading pair back to two points between them after last Friday, Genoa held Inter to a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Neither of those Napoli stories you mentioned were um, the biggest Napoli story, I would <gasps> wager. What was the biggest <gasps> Napoli story? Well, there have been two rounds of Serie A, as you mentioned, James. Um, and uh, Napoli were held last time out by Monza, goalless draw. Mm. And Matteo Pessina, the Monza midfield player, uh, missed a penalty in that game. Um, but before that, mm. uh, Napoli had lost to Roma at the Stadio Olimpico, mm. where they were reduced to nine men. Um, and it was only after they were in numerical inferiority, as our Italian friends like to say, um, that uh, Roma won. But Valter Mazzari uh, was you know, talking to the media after that game, kept talking to them, kept talking to them, kept talking to them. And by the time he came out of the press conference, the Napoli bus had gone. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot it was like Home Alone or Rome Alone Rome Alone and he had to fork out and pay for a taxi to, to Naples to Naples which cost him I think about 500 euro wow but you what, mentioned so they couldn't wait for him any longer I for think, the flight or something I think because he'd been away for 10 years yeah. <laughs> forgot, forgot 
They forgot he was their coach. And so he wasn't on the coach. That's awful. Poor chap. You you mentioned that uh, Napoli signed Victor Osman to a new deal. Mm. They just rolled it on for another year with a bit of a pay rise and I think Mm. a buyout clause. And then Victor Osman over Christmas was seen in a nightclub uh, maybe celebrating uh, this new deal and the, the, the new money that he's been getting because he was making it rain uh, dollar bills or oh, euro bills. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then, as you mentioned, De Laurentiis, um, he'd, given a big, he'd, yeah. be, he'd given a big interview to Corriere della Sport in which he blamed everyone else for Napoli's poor season. They're eighth at the moment. So he said, oh, I should have sacked Rudy Garcia the minute his the, the unveiling finished. <laughs> because he, I should have said, he's arrived and now he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, because he told me he'd never seen a Napoli game before. Mm. Um, so he got criticism for basically um, blaming everyone else but himself. And then mm. after the draw with Monza, he, he did the press conference. Presumably because he wanted Mattali to make the bus. Make the bus, yeah. <laughs> so he did the press conference and said, oh, it's all my fault. Well, my fault. I'm sorry. And then we're yeah. going to have to intervene on the transfer market. Yeah, he's promised three signings. Yeah. Um, so they lost Elmas already, which is a bit of a strange mm, move yeah. from Leipzig. But I think um, Elmas felt that he was uh, a player deserving of a starting role on a team. And he was uh, always like the first guy off the bench. Yeah. 25 million is quite a lot yeah, of money for a bench yeah. player. Um, and then some of the signings that they've made haven't really worked out, like Natan, the centre-back who was supposed to replace Kim. Mm. He's sort of been eased in. That was a stick to beat uh, Garcia with. And so they're in for Dragazin along with yeah. uh, Spurs. And they then there's... Paolo Dybala up for 13 million. That's the buyout clause. Yeah, I don't think Paolo will be leaving. I think that buyout clause is only optionable in a week of June or something. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but there's Samadzic, mm. the Ooh, Udinese uh, midfield player who yeah, spent three days in the Milan hotel thinking he was a new Inter player in the summer. Right. Only for that to fall through. Right. Um, so, yeah, Napoli are going to do some business. Love um, it. Well, they need to because they're miles off the pace. Well, they're eighth. They are, James. Miles behind Inter who are toppled. They're only two points clear of Juve after uh, this last weekend getting held by Genoa and arguably the coaching revelation of this season, Alberto Giladino. Yeah, Gilla, who um, I think this time last year got the caretaker role uh, for Genoa. Genoa, who were in the second division. Genoa owned by Triple Seven, who Mm. have been trying to buy uh, Everton and have been subject to quite a few investigative journalism pieces as to where their money comes from. Um, but Gilla, who was you know, sort of only meant to be in the job for a couple of games, yeah. uh, went on this mad surge to promotion. Um, and uh, to be honest, they've looked safe ever since they came back. And you mentioned the fact, James, that they held into it the week on Friday night, I think it was. Sometime. Friday. We all, we yeah, all yeah, lose Friday. track. Uh, but they'd also held Juventus yeah. at home. Somewhat they controversial. They held Napoli, although uh, they'd beaten Roma and Lazio. Giladino, yeah. I mean, he was a decent player. Mm. Uh, but I think post his playing career, the thing that, for me, he was most famous for was, was being duped by that paparazzi. In oh, the, yeah, Fabrizio yeah. Corona. Corona, yeah. Nothing really made you think he's going to be a top fella on the sidelines, but he, that's what he's proving to be because this, this team is largely the same one that he, he brought up from Serie B. Yeah, I mean, they've got some good players, um, although, you know, players that they'd signed when Triple Seven first took over the club. So we've mentioned Dragazin, who uh, I might be interviewing later on. Um, oh, really? Yes. Just when you thought 
You were out. They drag us in. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, Goodmanson, yeah. um, who is like the Icelandic Dybala, although oh, there's Albert some... Albert on his shirt, not yeah. to get confused. Yeah. Well, yeah, also not to get conf confused with his, what was it, his great-grandfather who played for... For Milan. For Milan. Back in the no 50s. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, didn't, I had no idea, but the... Gazetta, your favorite newspaper, had a big thing about this with some old pictures. And yeah, it turns out he's kind of a filio d'arte. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you're right, James. Um, yeah, I think most people look at this as being a, a team with yeah, some experience like Kevin Strootman, whose knees mm. still seem to work incredibly. incredibly. Um, but, I mean, Rafa has been telling us about Chabi Alonso and how Chabi is the sort of hottest property in coaching. And, and, and that kind of works in this... Uh, school of thought that midfielders make the best coaches hmm. uh, because they see both sides, both phases of the game hmm. from their position on the pitch. But in Serie A, we've seen strikers, Simone Inzaghi, mm -hmm. and now Giladino. Gila. We even saw Pippo Inzaghi get a win yeah. at the weekend. That's nice. Nice. So, yeah. Very nice. All right, well, Juve are just two points behind because they... Had a one nil win, their twelfth mm. one nil win of uh, the calendar year of the calendar yeah, year. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. sixth of the season. season. Yeah, I think yeah, incredible. Adrian Rabiot with his fourteenth of the season and a lovely backheel assist from Dusan Vlahovic. Yeah, lovely move. Yeah. That's all they did. I mean, this is what they do, aren't they? They're yeah. just so good at taking the lead and then usually defending it. Shut it down. Yeah. Rabiot um, has had an incredible eighteen months at Juve. He's like one of the one of the three captains of the team, mm. which I think a lot of people wouldn't uh, wouldn't expect. Um, he scored twelve goals, mm. I think, since the start of last season. Yeah, that's the thirteenth now. Um, so yeah, double figures. Let's say, call it that. And uh, whenever Allegri after the game says, "No, you know, for us, success this season will be fourth," Rabiot always kind of says, um, "No, uh, since day one, we've believed that we can win the league. We want to win the league. Um, we watched." The Inter-Genoa game on Friday night, we saw they dropped points and that made us even more determined to go out and win this game. They won it. Um, and so, yeah, Juventus, um, you know, even with some players on the bench like Chiesa, mm. they keep finding these youngsters from their next-gen team like Yildiz. Wow, that's oh, what I was going to say. That's good. the yeah. big... Really that's good. a Kenan Yildiz. Yeah. Yeah, what a goal. That was against Frosinone, wasn't it? The Frosinone goal was beautiful, but he was playing up front with uh, Vlajevic. Mm. And there was some... Some sense that maybe Vlajevic plays better with Yildiz. Okay, it's a small sample size of like one game, but you know Chiesa needs to have uh, lots of space in front of him to counter attack into, and not a lot of teams give Juventus that. Um, and so if you've got someone who can play between the lines, stitch the play together a bit like Yildiz can, mm. um, then it's a good option to have. Yildiz, that was his first goal. In, in City A for Juventus uh, just before Christmas yeah. beating he's, he's tightly marked by three men skips past all of them and then does the keeper on his, at his near post very very nice goal mm. to what extent is that indicative of the level of talent that we're seeing because everyone's gone a bit bonkers about him <laughs> yeah like they've gone bonkers about him <laughs> but to be honest the, the best young player in City A this season is also owned by Juventus and he's on loan at the team that Yildi scored against Frosinone Matthias Soule mm. And, um, you know, Juventus were the only team to start this next generation team in the third division, which was there to basically help their young players bridge the gap between youth team football and first team football. And it's, uh, it's really working. And, um, yeah, so Yildiz, I think, was signed from Bayern. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And they're Scored really against Germany? 
Yeah, Turkey's Turkey. three two win yeah. uh, under Vincenzo Montella. Indeed. So they're they're excited about him, but um, you know, I, I think I'm not going to predict his career, but I think what we can maybe predict is what it means for Juventus' business in January, mm. because I think um, things are going well enough for them to maybe think twice about signing a player in January. They've been linked with uh, Calvin Phillips, Hoiber uh, as well. Um, and yes, they do need um, some help in midfield because Pogba's suspended, Fagioli's suspended. Um, but they keep winning games 1-0, as Jules was saying. So, Very nice. There you go. Very nice. To, to wrap it up, would you like to just briefly explain why the uh, decreto crescita, getting the elbow, is such big news and whether it's a good thing in your opinion? Well, I would like Serie A to be uh, competitive as it has been over the last four years um, where um, you know, Inter have reached a Champions League final and a Europa League final, uh, when Roma have reached a Conference League final, which they won a Europa League final, um, and when Fiorentina have reached a Conference League final. That's all happened in the, in the time frame in which this tax break, a flat tax, mm. has been in place. Which gave you tax breaks on players signed from abroad. Players signed from abroad, but also if you wanted to bring Italians back okay. from yeah. abroad. So, for example, if you wanted to sign Antonio Conte, right. or at the moment, if you wanted or to bring Bonucci. De Zerbi. Right. Yeah, or Bonucci. Right. Which nobody um, does. Nobody <laughs> wants him. <laughs> and, uh, and so this has given Serie A clubs a competitive advantage at a time when their TV deal has gone backwards, they're not mm. building new stadiums. Mm. And now, they're not going to be able to use it. Now, you know, people will say, you shouldn't be giving the 1% tax breaks anyway. But I think in the grand scheme of European football, um, teams in Italy, France, enough, Spain yeah. are not the 1%. Um, Premier League clubs are the 1%. And so, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it's a bad thing. And I think it will have an impact in January because it comes in effect from January 1st. And that right. means that teams like Milan and Roma have used it to sign good Premier League players like Tomori, um, Tammy Abraham and that sort of thing won't be able to use it, which will be a problem, I think, for yeah, Premier League clubs. I, I mean, the figures, this estimated figures have saved about 20 million euros a year, clubs like Milan and Roma, so mm. it will have an impact. But maybe more young Italians coming through, that's the hope. But the thing is, they mm. already are. I mean, mm. we, you, you can look at the guys who Mourinho keeps giving debuts to at Roma. Oh, you look at the next-gen guys at, um, at Juve. You've got Inter at a time that are less internationale because they're playing with five Italians all the time. Even Milan um, with Simic and, you know, something yeah, like under that. Under-19 team, yeah. Italy's under-19 team won a European champions. The under-20s reached the World Cup final. Nice. So... Plenty of talent there. Yeah, keep Good. the tax break. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, next up, let's talk about uh, Germany. For most of us, January means New Year's resolutions. But for the footballing world, January means one thing. Transfers. The window is back open and that sound you can hear is managers frantically compiling their wish lists and agents tapping on their phones trying to get a good deal. While the rest of us wait for the next David Ornstein newsflash. There's a lot going on, and to stay on top of every move that matters, you need the Athletic Football Podcast. They were prioritising somebody like Mason Mount, Ilkay Gundogan was in the mix. Five days a week, we'll help you cut through the noise with the most reliable reporters in the industry. David Ornstein, Adam Crafton, Laurie Whitwell and many more will not only tell you what the deal is, but how it happened too. So make sure you don't miss a single transfer beat in January with the Athletic Football Podcast. Listen for free wherever you get your shows and hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. 
This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pierce, Ollie Kay, and the very best football writers around. Rafa, when's the Bundesliga back? 12th of Jan. All right. So another 10 days, another nearly. 10 days. Yeah. So you're going back to Thailand, Raf? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not going back to Thailand, but I'm going to Marbella. Oh, because of spend course. a bit of time with year, you know. Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> uh, Are you? Which might is feature. Quite topical. Mm, would you think you'll see a certain Jaden Sancho? I think there? I will see a certain Jaden Sancho. All right. Um, I'm going on Friday, and I think he might actually beat me to it Ooh. and arrive a bit earlier. Uh, talks are very advanced. Dortmund, a few weeks ago, felt this was a, a total non-starter for various reasons, but I think their thinking has changed a little bit in the wake of a very poor end of the calendar year. For they, them or for Man United? Uh, well, both, but yeah. Dortmund's was worse. They didn't win any of their last six games in all competitions. And um, Edin Terzic survived, but they're bringing in new two, two new assistant coaches, former players, Nuri Shahin and Sven Bender. But I think they also felt that changes were necessary on the pitch, especially in those wide positions where I think the wingers have struggled this year to produce reliable output. Um, Marlon, Adeyemi, Bainu Gittens, they struggle against deep defences. They're good on the break, but when Dortmund have possession and control, they've They've been very ineffective, and Sancho, of course, is the perfect player for that. Okay. The Italians have a phrase for this kind of thing, reheated soup. Yeah. What do they say about that in Germany? Um, it's similar. It's a but, similar but expression. In Germany, is reheated soup better than the first time, or is it worse? I mean, you have to ribolito, you know, which kind of... Exactly. Yeah. But that's not reheated, no. yeah. isn't it? The name suggested it well, is. Well, it's, it's sort of reused now. Re-bought. It's like oh, almost scraps that yeah. you put together. Yeah. I mean, Dortmund have tried this before they brought back uh, Mats Hummels they brought uh-huh. back Mario Götze yeah, sure. they brought back Nuri Schein as a player mm. uh, as well but I think in this case it's seen as a very low risk endeavour because uh, from what I was told they're only paying 3 million euros all in for those 6 months and that includes wages and um, a loan fee so United uh, paying effectively for the privilege of having Sancho out of the club and back on the pitch, which I think is in their interest as well mm. in the long run. And Dortmund can then make up their minds, you know, if this is something worth pursuing beyond the summer or if that was it. And I think United being willing to go so far in terms of accommodating mm. this financially, making it happen, has changed Dortmund's thinking. I think a few weeks ago when I spoke to people there, they were like, we can't, we can't make this happen. They were probably thinking about his wages and, uh, and some of the problems that, uh, that he's had, both in Dortmund and uh, at Old Trafford with punctuality and stuff. There's sort of a, quite a high-maintenance aspect to having him around. But I guess for six months, especially under Edin Terzic, who was instrumental bringing out the best of him when he was interim coach in, uh, uh, for six months in 2021, they feel that it's a risk worth taking okay any other big uh, transfer stories in Germany any perhaps involving Stuttgart so Grassi 
Uh, not yet. The assumption is that he might well leave because his release clause is so ridiculously low. How much it's is 17. it, 17.5 million euros. 17.5 million Unconfirmed, euros. but these are the numbers that are getting sort yeah. of quoted in, in Stuttgart. Right. Well, Milan, Milan were looking yeah. at him, mm. but decreto crescita, tax ah. break, means it makes it more difficult for them to sign a player like that on the terms that they would find acceptable. Mm. 19 goals in 18 appearances, but I'm sure a lot of clubs are interested in him. Yeah, a lot of clubs are interested in him. He, I think, is quite open to going. Stuttgart, of course, would love to keep him because they're in the run for, for Champions League places and having a fantastic season. But he might well stay thinking that he will have more options in, in the summer. Mm. Um, you know, January window is, isn't always the easiest, both for players and for teams. And, of course, he's going to AFCON as well, yeah. which uh, reduces, I guess, the temptation for clubs to make that move happen now because you'll effectively only get him for five months sure. maybe you you do that a bit later and then um, he has another season or sorry half a season at Stuttgart to, to progress further but I guess the biggest news transfer news or non-transfer news in a way was Carlo Ancelotti signing a new deal at Real right, Madrid going to come yeah. on with that come on to that later on because it does have a repercussions what's Xavi going to do yeah, exactly. well he's not going to go to Real Madrid and that's the the big news in a, in a way because a lot okay. of people assumed that this was kind of a foregone conclusion Ancelotti's going to Brazil mm. to have a good time uh, do even less coaching than <laughs> usual <laughs> honestly 18 well I 14 knew, bad yeah. months of Bayern it's not, not about the that. quantity it's about not the quality that. of the coaching not so anyway um, and Xabi was his designated successor but now that he's staying or perhaps going somewhere else it um, yeah, it, it throws a new complexion on on things, and okay. I think in the in the short run, it's obviously fantastic news for Leverkusen because the longer the Ancelotti story would have gone on, um, at some stage, I think Alonso or the club would have been forced to make some kind of statement of what happens mm. further down the line, and now they're in a position to I think push this debate away down uh, into the long grass for a little bit longer. And that's that's a big, big boon for them because they're still fighting on three fronts. I think they are favourites to win at least two of those competitions, mm. uh, the Europa League and uh, the German Cup. And of course, they're still top of the Bundesliga as well. Right. So Can they cope in January, Raf, considering that? Uh, some of their players will uh, be going for AFCON? Victor Boni. Yeah. Mainly. It's, a, it's a question. I think the squad is deep enough, as we've seen from the relative ease with which they've negotiated the Europa League uh, group stage where they've made changes. Um, he's spoken about, Alonso, about the need to perhaps bring in a couple of players. Uh, let's see if, if Leuk doesn't do anything. So far, we haven't seen much indication they will do so. But I think the squad is, is probably deep enough um, to cope, considering that um, you don't have that many games uh, in, in January for... Side. And Schick came back, didn't he, just before the break and scored no, straight away almost. So he's a different player to Boniface, yeah. but he's still uh, an amazing and player. And you never know how long uh, a nation will last in the African Cup of Nations. That's another thing as well. Also true. Yeah. Left us, aside from Ozimen, Boniface, Gracie and Wahi, Wahi, sorry. are there any other good strikers in Europe that Arsenal could sign this January? Anyone who's right? Hey, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> what do you think? There you go. In yeah. I'm sure Arsenal can afford 
How much uh, would that be? Do you think uh, the transfer fee? There's no, there's no transfer fee because he he would not go now. Right. But I don't know if there was six months left of his contract. Mm. Hundred million plus the w- the wages is the big. Mm. It's the big issue. Six months left in his contract. Yeah. Yeah. Any it's noises nervous. from the Mbappe family? From them, no. From Real Madrid, we heard as of um, it was it was so predictable, and the Spanish press are so predictable, and Florentino Perez. First so of January, twelve oh one. Exactly. The news was knew published already. Yeah. Some conflicting news yeah. at times. Oh, some yeah. saying the same thing, and in the end, what are they saying? Well, that you know, Mbappe. Uh, they were going to try again. Jules is Bring him back to the sort of the, the subject. No more than that. No more than Operación. that. Operación. Operación Mbappé. <laughs> yes, things like this. But, you know, it's been... Tic-tac. Tic-tac. Tic-tac with Federal. Uh, it's been three and a half years of these talks. I mean, it's incredible the amount of think that has been spent on Mbappé. Yeah. For nothing yeah. to happen yet. Mm. It's like Nicholas Gaitan and Man United or... Especially Schneider and Man United. You wish. No? <laughs> <laughs> but any other strikers then, apart from this Mbappe fellow, that uh, you know should be on the radar? Um, what, are we just casting out names yeah, of strikers? What, uh, yeah, Do you yeah. want to know who the top uh, Ar- scorer? Artem Dobvik from no, Girona. Nice, yeah. Honestly, yeah. he's yeah. a very good player. Mm. Top scorer in Serie A in December. Just the month of December. In the month of December, who was top scorer? He plays for Udinese. Oh, and he scored uh, Lorenzo Luca. Yeah, uh, his name is Luca. Um, <laughs> he was the leaning tower of Pisa. Remember, Ajax signed him. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I remember. I was oh, yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And really tall. Yeah. Yeah. Really tall guy. The leaning tower. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah and um, yeah, I doubt Udinese would uh, sell him in January, but he had a good December. Which you know, con- considering all of the co- narrative around Italy can't produce strikers. Mm. And I mean, Immobile is an interesting one, by the way, because um, he was uh, (laughs) he he was having a bit of a he was venting Mm -hmm. in November um, because um, he was in and out of the team because he's he's injured. Um, It wasn't in the national team at a time when the national team needed a striker. And uh, he was even being criticized by Lazio fans. And he said, well, maybe I should have taken that offer from Saudi Arabia in the summer. Maybe I will in January. Um, and, you know, given Newcastle are owned by a company which has shown that it, um, it has no legally binding ties or whatever <laughs> with, uh, mm. with, with the Saudi uh, state. I don't know. St. James's Park. Could you imagine that? Imagine Can you imagine that? that? You probably have to imagine it because yeah. it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
You're listening to the Totally Football Show with James Richardson, the Football Content Awards International Podcast of the Year. Let's uh, move on to Spain then, because football is back underway there. Hey, Alvaro, the big games I think are happening tonight and tomorrow, though. Operación Football. Well, Operación. <laughs> there is a very good one. Eh? Girona Atlético mm. happening. And then uh, Barcelona Las Palmas as well is a good one uh, mm. with uh, former Barcelona B coach. Uh, against uh, Barcelona, García Pimienta. That Barcelona-Palmas game, could that see the debut of the new star signing? Mm, Barcelona, and this is uh, a circular narrative, uh, because we always go back to this thing, but Barcelona is waiting to register him. Ah, they haven't done it. They haven't done it. So we don't know whether that will happen on time or not. Vitor Roque. Or Tigrinho, as they call it in Brazil. What do they call him? El Tigre. Uh, el tig- little okay, tigre. Little tigre. Little tigre. Oh, 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 Correct. But they've rushed him in, except they haven't managed to actually register him, but he's parked somewhere in the Catalan capital right now. Yes, and uh, we may know uh, very soon whether he can play against Las Palmas. He comes from Atletico Paranaense, as far as I remember. He has scored many goals in Brazil. He hasn't. He has oh, he scored has, okay. many goals in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, quite strong, uh, very fast. Rocket. Maybe not very technically gifted yet or not a finished product when uh-huh. it comes to that. But he will have the chances to play at Barcelona. That's the thing because uh, Robert Lewandowski needs a break every now and then. That's for sure. And Barcelona doesn't have any other nominal number nine apart from Ferran Torres who can be a makeshift number nine. But uh, I think that Victor Roque may have uh, a few chances uh, very soon. Okay. Uh, and the Spanish Cup will be underway uh, this weekend. So, you know, good the, the, good, the Spanish Cup g- gave a chance last season to Ansu Fati to rediscover his form. Same thing may happen to Vitor Roque. Okay. Any other big transfer tales at the moment? No. Uh, the only thing was um, the contract extension of Isco. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, which they announced with a remarkable video. <laughs> How do you not you see ex- this? Can you explain this? So with basically, the there's a kind of Andalusian Ali G making his yeah. way around Sevilla um, <laughs> to some appropriate beats. Betty, Betty. Betty, Betty. Betty, Betty. You take up the story, Alvaro, because I'm still confused about what I've seen. No, no, no. I, I honestly <laughs> cannot so take he, up that he story. He arrives gesticulating no. uh, topically because Ali G very much the zeitgeist. Yeah. And uh, he arrives and a car pulls up in front of him and out gets Cisco, who basically tells him to calm down and then holds <laughs> up a shirt and that's the end of the thing. I, there's got to be some connection. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. No, I think the, I don't know what the connection is. Uh, sort of about that. The Betty social media team uh, is very, very imaginative as well. But, so oh, yeah, okay. they, they have done things like this in the past too. Right. And uh, I mean... Is it football. a Joaquin joint? Is it the sort of thing that would come out of Joaquin? Uh, Joaquin could be the scriptwriter for a few things like this because he, he's the kind of guy who has this, uh, you know, humor and all that. Right. But, you know, I think the extension Joaquin is... Joaquin aside. Yeah, yeah, Joaquin yeah. aside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's uh, a player that deserves to get a contract extension. Uh, he was out for six and a half months, right. uh, which probably gives some hope to players like David De Gea, I don't know, mm. who have been out for a long time as well. Isco came back. He 
Okay. Show from the very beginning that he, he was totally fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, from match day number one in La Liga, he's been making the difference for Betis. Excellent. All right. Well, as you mentioned, it's co-leaders, Hirona. Girona. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Hosting Atletico Madrid. Both, both are correct, Wednesday by the way. Night. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And I say co-leaders because Real are now level with them after Girona dropped points to at Betis just before Christmas. Yeah, um, because Betis uh, at home, they are quite um, solid. And because Girona cannot win every game. But uh, the good thing about them is that they are not losing either. They have suffered uh, what that loss against Real Madrid. And after that, they've been flying. They beat Barcelona. This is going to be a proper test against Atletico de Madrid. Mm. And, uh, you know, Girona says now that the, the main target this season is to qualify for Europe. Obviously, they are downplaying themselves a little bit. But still, uh, after getting 45 points and uh, on the basis of what we have seen and uh, how daring they have been even in big profile games, we have to consider them definitely favorites against Atletico de Madrid. I will say right. that, yes, because Atletico has had dips in form. Uh, I know that they ended up the year just beating Sevilla comfortably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Girona right now at home is a more composed side and they know what they are doing. They are very dangerous. They are not going to change their style. I could imagine Atletico sitting back a little bit, uh, like they did against Feyenoord in the first 20 minutes of that game, and then trying to, you know, writing the script from that point. Mm. But Girona, as I said before, I mean, I have no reason Girona, right now, yeah. Girona, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no reason to believe that yeah. Girona won't uh, play on the front foot. So I think that uh, it's going to be a fascinating encounter. Excellent. Okay, and Copa del Rey coming up this weekend. Yeah. Is there a fixture there in particular that no, leaps out a, a couple of derbies. Uh, Tenerife Las Palmas, uh, which is big for them. Right. And Athletic Club Bilbao Eibar. Ooh. Yeah, which is uh, another one that... Uh, I'm going to be full paying attention to. But other than that, uh, this round uh, doesn't have any particular big, big game. Just as well, because we're going to be watching the Ronde 64 of the Coupe de France. <laughs> I was Let's actually talk about looking that. for it. Yeah, t- I'm going to give you the fixtures, Jules, because they're, they're tattooed on my mind. Uh, <laughs> that's coming up next. We're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You can use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. According to that own survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Remember the last time you were hiring and how slow and overwhelming it was? Well, you don't need to go through all that again. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. And because you listen to The Totally Football Show, Indeed is going to give you a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash totally. That's I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash totally. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed at Indeed.com. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. All right, Liga not back for a bit, but that's great news because more space for one of the world's more remarkable cup competitions, I would say, the Coupe de France, as you've got sides from the other side of the Pacific. Exactly, 8,000 teams. It might be the same side of the Pacific, I'm not sure, but a long way away. How many teams? 8,500 teams at the start. 8,500 teams. Jules has played in it. 
Jules has played in it. You That's how far it? down yeah. it goes. So. Exactly. <laughs> Including, Inclu I think, in total, almost 200 teams from all the like French islands. Yeah. So Martinique, Guadeloupe, right. Mayotte, Speaking Réunion. of which, yeah. speaking of which, so we're in the round of 64, just 64 teams left. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lille, Lille are taking on Golden Lion. Are they actually called Saint Golden Joseph. Lion or are they called Rideau? Oh, no, 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 uh, no, Golden Lion in Saint-Joseph in Martinique, yeah. Right, in Martinique. Yeah. So are they going to uh, the, what is it, the Antilles, I think, Martinique? Mm. Are so they going? the Antilles, yeah, so yeah. the French Caribbean. The yeah, way. they're going the, out there or no. are they coming over to theirs? They're coming. And if they get a draw, do they take them back to uh, the Antilles? We don't have any replays in but the no French replays. Caribbean. Who, who pays for the trip, the FA? Uh, so, yeah, for the trip, yeah, and then they usually stay at Clafontaine. Well, it depends who, who, against who they play. Right. But you can stay at Clafontaine and train almost like the French national team and then travel to where you... So, for them, as good as it would be to host mm. and have Lille coming over, yeah, yeah. Uh, they also like to come to the metropole, to come to France. Get some shopping done. Exactly. Although the weather is obviously not the same. Not the same. If you think about it at all at this time of the year. But yeah, it's a great experience. And Jules, how many rounds have they played already? Yeah. And have they so, been, are they just crisscrossing the ocean? <laughs> uh, already five rounds or four rounds. Wow. To get there. Wow. Obviously, From depending on your league. Yeah. You don't obviously at the bottom, yeah. which is, was not my team. No, but start really the rubbish, really low grassroots teams, uh -huh. and then some others like the Ligue 1 clubs come obviously come in later. Right. But even if you're playing, let's say in the seventh division in France, you don't play the first two rounds. You only come in in the third round. Sure. So yeah, it's but they good, play good the, gradually. They play in the Martinique Division d'Honneur, which yeah, so sounds pretty top, good. Yeah, which for us would be like the seventh division, I think. Okay. When you played, uh, wh who did you draw? Were you hoping so, for a Caribbean side? No, so at the beginning, you play teams of your region okay. to start with so you don't travel too far. Mm. And after that, you start going, you can go anywhere in France. So one year, I can't remember the team, but we went to Brittany. Okay, nice. All the way. Mm. So we, when we played in, um, in the fourth division, we had big trips to do anyway. So it was not bad. If you're a team from the eighth division, for example, where really this is all new to you and having a bit of travel to do is pretty cool. And I think I said the other day, maybe on the show, you get to keep the special shirt that right. you play with. And if you go to the fourth round, you get to keep the shirt, which is everybody's dream when you play in the Do you know the who's France. bottom of uh, the uh, Division d'Honneur? <laughs> well, in La <laughs> Martinique? I don't, actually. It's a team called Good Luck. Good Luck. <laughs> oh, God. They need it. Yeah. They need it. Yeah. Uh, so, Revel. Just before, I think it was back in December, wasn't it? The, the clip the went viral of them made, yeah. watching the draw and seeing who they got. <laughs> they play down in the sixth tier. Where are yeah. they from, Revel? They're near Castres, Toulouse. So their stadium okay, would be in Castres, yeah, so southwest. Yeah. And in France, which may be the same case here, but mm. if there's two divisions apart, mm. you the lower lower ranked team hosts. Oh, is that right? So even if PSG had been drawn first, right? So they get PSG and amid it, scenes when yeah, you know exactly. the news came through, they were so the happy. The news would be at home, right? Yeah. So special. The, the Revel Stadium is too small and really? not uh, you know can't have television and things like that. Mm. So instead, instead of playing in Toulouse, they're going to play in Castres, the rugby stadium, which right. is thirteen thousand seater. But it is going to be an amazing party and. And yeah, it's a it's a very very good occasion sure. because also because mm. they're on television, right. which those players I right. don't think they I think they know they're not going to beat PSG, but. 
They would be on primetime television. They're going to revel in it, aren't they? Imagine if they revel. Yeah. Jules, there will be some revelations. I'm just going through some of the teams here. Jules, like, who is Union Sportive Thionville Lusitanos? Oh, I can yeah. tell you exactly who that oh, is. Okay. Fifth tier Thionville Lusitanos, which yeah. kind of basically means the Portuguese of Tuisville. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But weirdly, right. they used to be called Fußball Club Deidenhofen. Hey, really? and guess, yeah. guess what? Yeah, because in 1943, uh, Fritz Walter who went on to win the World Cup in 1954 with West Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He played for them. Right. Are they from so Alsace? Or? Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. yeah. France, so yeah. Thionville used to be in Germany until the French grabbed it. Of course. Uh, after it. the First World War. And then they got renamed from Fußball Club Deidenhofen. What does that mean? Something trousers? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Rosness. Uh, Deidenhofen. And then they became the Thionville Portuguese, which is a bit of a switch. No, isn't so it, they, from a I think they were Thionville first. Okay. Often Lusitanos were their own clubs. Oh, and, there's a and, strong they community, emerge, and then right. they merged. Yeah. So, for example, Créteil Lusitanos okay. or Saint Maur Lusitanos in Paris merged Cretin. as well with yeah, Créteil Lusitanos. Speaking of Créteil, Marseille are going to be visiting them for that game. Uh, holders to lose. Yeah. They're away at another fifth tier side, Chambéry. Chambéry. Gateway to the Alps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you right. go skiing, for example, you, you often might have go gone through Chambéry. Exactly. Uh, oh, also traveling to another country, uh, Monaco, who will be visiting Lens. Yeah, that's yeah. the big one. That's the big one. Seventh against third. Brest, your favorite French club, against Clermont, maybe, I think, as Is well. Is that right? Yeah. And Pontalier. Pontalier? Pontalier, near Sochaux, so in the east. Lovely, lovely cheese Okay. Over there. You know who they're playing? Oh, yeah. What kind of cheese? Uh, Conte, especially. <laughs> Conte. Ah, oh, my favorite. Conte is from, Conte is from is Pontalier. Oh, from, I like yeah, from the Conte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing cheese. What's your favorite cheese? Conte. Is it? Yeah, is yeah. it your favorite cheese? Yeah, although not I raclette. can't eat it. I can't. Well, raclette is good, but I'm dairy intolerant, so I should not eat it, but I eat oh, it still right. because I can't compromise on the Conte. But Conte, isn't that dairy as well? Yeah, that's why I compromise. But he compromises. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I say, like, there's a rule for all the other cheese but Conte. <laughs> Conte is special. <laughs> Rafa doesn't believe in food intolerance, you know. So. No, no, I've also mostly slightly. Oh, really? Food intolerant. Yeah. yeah, I can't yeah. eat it either. Right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Pontalier, Pontalier, home of the cheese. Uh, oh, they home are, of Conte, especially. They've got other cheese, yeah. but Conte is the main one. Okay. Okay. Antonio Comte. <laughs> yeah. Antonio Comte. Oh, my God. Engolo. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're going to be playing Lyon. Yeah. Who. Finished off the year, 2023, as it was, by winning their third straight game. Yeah, yeah, Stonewise. Peter (laughs) Stone. (laughs) Yeah. Pierre Sage, so yeah, Yeah. Stonewise. Doing really, really well. He hasn't got the job just yet for the rest of the season, but we hope we we are expecting him to be announced very soon now. Uh, And they even are trying because who would want to go to this mess? They're still trying to recruit new players like Saïd Benrama, for example, for Lyon. Uh, they've been in contact with him, hopefully making that deal happen. John Textor says he's got a bit of money to spend. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And obviously on Wednesday night, a few hours after we record the show, there's the French Super Cup, <gasps> the Trophée des Champions, which right. couldn't be played in August uh, in Thailand because the Thailand government just uh, bailed on it. Oh. Oh. So instead, if we had the Parc des Princes between oh. PSG... Was Saudi Arabia not, not available? No, they tried. It's really hard no. to no, get a Super Cup played at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Turkish. Like Turkey, yeah. Yeah, the Turkish one, yeah. So PSG Toulouse at the Parc des Princes, but there's no... PSG are not the home team. Right. Uh, and the fans are not happy, so there will be no PSG Ultra, no Toulouse Ultra. But they're not happy because Raf right. gave them a load of restaurant recommendations for Thailand, and now they can't... Maybe, know. but also because they're not happy that it's at the Parc des Princes, and really it should not be at the Parc des Princes. They can't Why go they to the Stade de France because of the Olympics. Right. 
Stade de France so, isn't really in Paris either. Yeah. It's <laughs> just outside. You're very, it's very, very right to point this but, out. But uh, why are they not happy about having the Super Cup in their own home, home stadium? Well, no, I think those, so the Toulouse fans were not happy and first oh, boycott right. the game. And right. then in solidarity, the PSG Ultra said, yeah, they're oh, right. Oh, it should okay. not be at the Palais de France. So we're not going to go either. Right. So If you're in Paris, get uh, along. <laughs> sounds like the ticket's available. I mean, play at the Bernabeu, man. The Libertadores was played there instead of Argentina. Mm. I'm sure that they will be happy to take yeah. a, a final. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah but no, so it's tonight that. Uh, the Turkish Super Cup is an extraordinary story. Do you want to just finish off by explaining it, James? Well, um, I was indulging over Christmas, so I wasn't watching and following a lot of football. But from my understanding, did they not pull out because it was supposed to be happening on like Ataturk Day? Yeah, and they were yes, going to wear branded Ataturk sporting the gear. The 100th anniversary yeah. mm. of... And the Saudis said, no, you can't do that. You can't do politics. Yeah. Okay. Which from Saudi is a bit... You know, yeah. well, so they well. um, so they said, well, if we can't have the T-shirt, we're not going to play. Right, which I think sh- they should be applauded for. Very yeah. much so. It was four days after Fenerbahce and Galatasaray played in the league, which right. was a very boring in the draw. And mm. both, apart from the Icardi uh, black eye, yeah, the black eye Ooh, was the only spectacular thing. They both joined top top of the league, by the <laughs> way, by far. Right. So everybody was looking forward to the kind of replay. Yeah. In a way, the super, but well, um, Icardi posted this first photo on Instagram of him with a black eye. Mm. Um, uh, or or Wanda posted it. Wanda, who Wanda won Dancing with, with the Stars, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. Um, incredible comeback story given, uh, given her illness as well, mm. which she'd been recovering from. But I, I don't think there was an explanation for the black eye. It was just like this is you know the intercontinental derby between Galatasaray and Fenerbahce. And um, everyone's favorite transfer insider, Fabrizio Romano, basically mm. um, tweeted... Um, Icardi's sort of, you know, sort of statement or that sort of thing. And Edin Dzeko replied to him and basically said, come on, you're better than that, Fabrizio. Um, Icardi ran into a post. Ran into a post? Or something like that, yeah. But then one dad was putting makeup on the uh, black eye. Okay. (laughs) Which? What does it all mean? You can't believe anything anymore, can you? Mm. You know? So, not even following By the way, to start the year, (laughs) guess who has just followed me on Instagram? Will still, Will still. So Will still is a new, uh, oh, certainly my new oh, best friend. Right. Here we go. Okay. I st- still know Jean-Michel Olas, who somehow followed Horny for many, many years. Is he really? Jean-Michel yeah, Olas follows yeah, you. Of mine. Yeah, uh, yeah, massive. Yeah. Who's, who's the most surprising person who finishes <laughs> you, Alvaro? <laughs> Can I tell you now? No, Florentino. Surely Florentino. Florentino. Probably, yeah. Surely. Everyone follows uh, follows uh, Rafa, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, that's great news. Well, hello to you, Will Still, if you hello, are Will. also following Jules' many media outlets. <laughs> yeah. Lovely to have you on board. Uh, and that's it for today's show. What a great yeah. note to finish on, Jules. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for that. Don't forget to watch Netflix as well, Captains of the World, of Captains course. Captains of the uh, World, Review Why, of the that? 2022 World Cup, because it's an amazing review a year on of the right. 2020 World Cup and, and, and what it meant to Ju- Julien Laurence yeah you especially the final the deleted scene alternative ending where <laughs> France win <laughs> well there's a scene in the final that you know you, right. you will recognise the, the temper there oh. Germany don't feature yeah Okay. Yeah, well, that's very true. The, yeah, nor do Italy. Nor do Italy. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There, there is a, a cliffhanger in there that they left before my moment of the weekend. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. did we well, not do your moment of the weekend? No, because uh, you told me this is for later. 
the Mason Greenwood thing. What was it? Let me explain to you what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is where in post-production they will probably beep what I'm going to say. Okay. But Ooh. Mason Ooh. Greenwood uh, was sent off yeah. for allegedly beep. telling the referee. <laughs> really? <laughs> but uh, Mason Greenwood argues that he said for sake. So this could be a case ah, for a lip reader. Hang on, hang on. This That's a, a James Cleverly move, yeah? isn't it? Really? No, in, no English, in English. In English, yeah. So the referee spoke the, the, English. Well, I mean, I think everyone probably gets not. off. No? Oh, yeah, sorry, no? I've done it. No. No uh, post-production does marvels uh, right. to the source. But this could be a case for a lip reader because <gasps> Getafe uh, wants to challenge this. Yes. So let's see what happens there. I but mean, uh, are we going down that route? Yeah. So from I did not tell well. you to well. off. From rubiales to labiales. Which means lip reading. Yeah. 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 In Spanish. That's nice. Good. All right, then. That's more than enough. Totally football show for today. There's another one along on Thursday talking about the Premier League. At, well, actually, no, talking about the FA Cup third round. Woof. Uh, for now, many thanks to James, Alvaro, Rafa and Jules. And you, listener, we'll see you soon. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Discover bonus video content by searching for The Totally Football Show on YouTube and see the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com slash totally. The Athletic.